It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on this Monday. Today, we're going to talk about the Reds picking up the option on Freddie Galvis for next season. Also going to take a look at a possible free agent target. And I've got some thoughts on a need that the Reds have and a couple other thoughts as well, things that I've seen. But before we get to that, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and the Himalaya Podcasting app. Also, check us out on Twitter, at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And save the LockedOnReds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. So we'll start off today. The, The big story right now with the Reds is that they've picked up the option. On Freddie Galvis, the $5.5 million option for him to be on the ball club next season. And the question will be what his role is. He played second base mostly after coming over from the Blue Jays last season when the Reds claimed him off waivers. But that's probably not where he's going to end up. At least not if this team is looking to be a serious playoff contender. Now, Freddie Galvis was more than serviceable at bat, pretty decent power. He set career highs in home runs and things of that nature, but there were a lot of players that did, and I think a lot of that is to do with the new type of ball that they used this past season. And we, I talked about that at length with Doug Gray a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, a lot of players saw an uptick in power this last season. So to to use his uptick in power as an obvious reason as to why he should be on the team, that's not, not the best way to begin that discussion. But he does show value if he's playing as shortstop, and that's only if they are unable to procure a better one. He's not the best option out there, there are. I, I believe that if they got D.D. Gregorius, D.D. Gregorius is a much better shortstop than Freddie Galvis. But at the end of the day, not a bad thing to have because he can be a bench middle infielder, a bench bat, something good to have on the ball club. So I, I liked that they picked up his option. To get super excited about him past that, to say that having Galvis on the team really add some sort of playoff value. I don't know about that quite. I mean, his career OPS plus is 82. So he's a well below average hitter. Last season it was 92. and But with the Reds and his short time with the Reds in 32 games, it was 76. So I just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sold on what he can bring to the table Overall, especially you look at him, he is a very low on-base percentage type hitter. 
He's all about the swinging, free swinging, aggressive style hitter. And we just can't load up the lineup with those guys. That leads to the deficits that we've seen in different batting spots when it comes to on-base percentage and slugging percentage, things like that. Because the the Reds weren't necessarily great in those areas. And I kind of want to jump into that for just a moment. I was looking at the Reds and how they stacked up according to the league, the way that the the rest of the league worked out in each batting position. And the biggest concern for me, and, and it wasn't that hard to see when you watch this team throughout the season, but the cleanup spot has got to get cleaned up next year. Now, whether that's Aristides Aquino or whether they acquire a guy that you can put in the cleanup hitter position or you move Suarez into the forward position, you get a better three hitter. I don't know. I, I think that there are plenty of options to fix it. But last season, the cleanup hitting was not great. So the league as a whole, Major League Baseball, the fourth batter in the lineup, your cleanup hitter, slugged 479 on the season. They had an OPS of 817. Pretty solid numbers. That's ex- exactly what you would expect from your big bopper in the number four spot in the lineup. Here's the problem. The Reds did not stack up that way. In fact, their cleanup position on the Reds' lineup had an overall batting average of 219 and a slugging percentage of 414 for an OPS of 722 with a 307 on base. A big thing with that was the guy that played the most, that hit the most out of the cleanup position, was Yasiel Puig. And Yasiel Puig, while he had his moments, he wasn't necessarily fantastic. In fact, Aristides Aquino had more home runs out of the cleanup position than Yasiel Puig did, and Aquino had 30 less plate appearances. So... Maybe Aquino is the guy that you look at there, but we we also know the bipolar uh, nature that was his August compared to his September. And we'll have to see, because I'm sure he's somewhere in the middle. He's not, he's not going to hit 12 home runs every month or 14 home runs every month, but at the same time, I don't think he's going to be the kind of guy that bats like a buck fifty for a month or, you know, 200, whatever it was. Because he seems like he's got a good approach, thanks to Donnie Ecker and the way that they got that all set up. That being said, I would like to see the Reds try to address this area through free agency or trade. I, I, don't, I don't want them to begin the offseason thinking, we've got our cleanup hitter. And we're going to talk about that more here in just a minute. I want to look at that. I want to look at uh, Corey Dickerson. As well, I've seen his name pop up a few times now in some thoughts on free agency and things of that nature. And then I also want to talk for a moment another concerning thought that I saw in an article by Mark Sheldon. It was just a note, but it struck me, and it's not something that I want to see happen. But first, I want to talk about today's sponsor blue chew if you have not already checked out the offer on bluechew.com just enter promo code mlb and you'll get your first order for free 
just pay $5 in shipping. Blue Chew is a chewable form with the same active ingredient as Viagra or Cialis. So if you're looking for a performance boost in the bedroom, this is a good way to do it. And especially when you get this free order for your first time. Then you just go to BlueChew.com, enter promo code MLB. With it being a chewable form, it works faster. So exactly when you need it, Blue Chew is there for you. You just chew it and do it. Now, Blue Chew, the way that it works too, if you go on the website, you just fill out a questionnaire from their online pharmacist. You talk to them for a minute and then you place an order. It gets sent to your door. Discreet packaging. There's no waiting in line at the pharmacy. There's no awkward in-office doctor visit. Just go to BlueChew.com. And if it's your first order, enter promo code MLB for a free first order today. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Reds podcast. what that means and if you don't know what that means that's because it's only the second time i've used that drop but that is the hot stove drop we're going to talk about a little bit of some rumors and take a look at some players that are in those rumors here in the next few moments i wanted to take a look at Corey dickerson because i've seen his name come up more than a few times now as a possible outfield option and i'm intrigued by it if I'm not super excited about it, it's at least worth thinking about because here's the thing with Dickerson. Last year, he played 78 games between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. He had an OPS plus in 131 of 131 in that small sample size. It was 260 at-bats, and he has a decent on-base percentage and slugging and all of that great stuff. So the numbers weren't bad. He had 12 homers in those 260 at-bats. But what I know about Corey Dickerson is this. He's 30 years old, so the deal that the Reds should be looking for, if they're looking to sign Corey Dickerson, shouldn't be any more than three or four years, hopefully. I'm not exactly sure as to what their negotiations entail, but he did make $8.5 last season. One would think he probably gets a slight raise through the free agent market because he's a hot commodity as far as outfielders know. Now, the thing with him is he's going to be a corner outfielder. I don't think that he profiles very well as a center fielder. And if you look at his baseball reference page, it looks like he's played the last time he played center field was back in 2015. So we're probably not talking about a solution to center field with Corey Dickerson. So then that means that he's going to play left or right, which means you're talking about displacing Jesse Winker or Aristides Aquino. Now, on the surface, that's not that big a deal. And especially if Aristides Aquino or uh, Jesse Winker are included in some kind of trade to the Red Sox to get Mookie Betts or something, you know, if you trade him to Cleveland to get Lindor, if they they bring back a marquee name, then swapping out Dickerson for him. Dickerson overall is probably a improvement on either one of those guys. And at the same token, he would be a great replacement were they to be traded. Now, What I wonder, though, is what does that actually do for the playoff meter? How far does it ticket if 
very far at all because he's not the kind of guy that you want to see as the marquee get for the Reds. He's a second-level guy. You, you, you want to see like a Grandall or something, you know, something like him or D.D. Gregorius is, is the big guy that they go and get. And then Dickerson would be a second-level guy. I, I, I'm not exactly sure as to how that would all work out if he is the marquee free agent kid. I just think they need a bigger splash than Corey Dickerson, at least at first. But he would be an interesting add, if not, you know, because he would upgrade one of the corner outfield positions. Now, there's still the talk of what is the potential of Aristides Aquino. And we're going to talk about that quite a bit this offseason, especially after the moves have been made, to see how clear the picture is for Aquino. Because we all think he can be amazing. But just because we think that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. I mean, you know, Chad Dotson has said it many a time on Red Leg Nation Radio, hope is not a strategy. If, if our entire basis of starting Aquino in right field and batting him, you know, clean up or fifth or wherever he lands in the lineup, if the basis on that is, well, we hope he gets better, that's, that's a tough one. Now, hopefully there's moves made to where Aquino does bat fifth or sixth. I think he batted fourth quite a bit this past season due to there just wasn't anybody else. I mean, we saw Tucker Barnhart batting cleanup a couple of games, and you definitely don't want that. As much as I love Tucker, he's not a cleanup hitter, not not at all. So th- that was an interesting look, and, and then there was a concerning thing, and I mentioned this earlier, it's a concerning thought, because you look at the trade that the Reds made, and I detailed this a little bit in last Friday's podcast, with the Reds trading some international cap space to San Diego for Travis Jankowski. Now, Travis Jankowski gives depth. He's a fast guy. He can play all three outfield positions defensively. I'm not exactly sure what else you would be expecting from him, though. He should be depth. But there was a a graph in Mark Sheldon's latest article. He was talking about Jankowski. The Reds like his speed, his base running ability, his base stealing ability, and his ability to bat leadoff. What? Jankowski, bat leadoff. I, I don't. I, I do not see that happening at all. If that, if if they open the 2020 season and their leadoff hitter is Travis Jankowski, we got a problem. A big problem. Now, if he is. You know, if it's a situation where they've got some injuries or if he's just spelling Nixon Zell, even then I'm not sure that you want to bat him lead off. I feel like there should be an option or two more because his propensity to get on base isn't all that fantastic. I mean, it's okay. His career on base percentage is 317, so it's serviceable, but you're you're going you're you're kind of going away. From what you want to do, you you want a high on base leadoff guy. Nick Senzel was starting to profile as a high on base leadoff guy. 
But then if you put a guy in there with a career on base of 317, you're getting closer to Billy Hamilton than you are to Shinsu Chu, which is what we were all hoping when it comes to a leadoff guy because Shinsu Chu got on base so much that season. And ever since then, they just, I mean, all of the years kind of surrounding that for the last while, we're talking about guys batting leadoff like Corey Patterson and Willie Tavares and, you know, just not guys. And, and Drew Stubbs, like, I love Drew Stubbs. I loved watching him play as a red. He was not a leadoff hitter. He just didn't get on base enough to be a good leadoff hitter, but they always ran him out as the leadoff hitter. I feel like Travis Jankowski is Drew Stubbs without power. Okay, we're going to bat him leadoff because he's fast. Nope. See, we're, we're walking it back. In this, in this uh, age of baseball where analytics are so key and advanced technologies and different ways of planning and understanding the game, what part of analytics says that Travis Jankowski is a leadoff hitter? So I'm pretty sure they don't. Anyway, that was just a thought that I had. I had to get that out there because I was like, Look, Travis Jankowski is a leadoff hitter. Woof. But we are getting into the thick of things here. We're going to hopefully start seeing some more moves from the Reds as we go along. More uh, guys' options are being picked up or declined. I did notice the other day that the Cubs picked up their team option on Anthony Rizzo, which that surprises nobody. I don't know why they wouldn't have done that, and they did. So he will remain a Chicago Cub. And more guys are getting added to the free agents list of options that are not picked up. Not, nobody super special. I, I've not seen someone, a, a surprise of a player with an option that didn't get picked up. And so the free agent list still kind of, the, the coveted guys still remain the same. And Yasmani Grandal and Didi Gregorius. And we all covet Anthony Rendon. I just feel like... That's probably not going to happen. I, I think that there is a percentage chance that the Reds get him, and I think that percentage chance is less than 10%. So, is there a chance? Yeah. But as they said on Dumb and Dumber, so you're saying there's a chance. There's not a really big one for the Reds to land Anthony Rendon, but that's okay. There's plenty of moves to be had. We're going to be all over it. Definitely follow the podcast. Make sure that you are subscribed each day. You'll get the new episode into your queue without asking to download it. It'll be right there for you to listen to. Also, follow us on Twitter at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr. I'll have thoughts and analysis and all of my expert opinion. <laughs> Just yes. I, I love the Reds, man. And I'll be all over each move as it's being made, and I'll give you my take on it as well. So definitely check out Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and at Locked On Reds, and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone. Get some questions in, some comments. Like I said, they don't even have to be baseball related. If you want to know what my favorite movie is, we just watched. I I watched it a while ago, but I just showed my wife The Shining last night. She was. Um, not super thrilled with it, but a great movie nonetheless. I enjoy The Shining, and I'm looking forward to that Dr. Sleep movie that's coming out. But anyway, yeah, if it, whatever you got, send a question on over at 
0159. Thanks so much for listening today to the Locked On Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 